salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, The Commish, and we are coming close to the midnight hour after a weekend of divisional playoff football. Yes, the NFL has given us more football to relish in and to be excited about and to to leave people heeing and hawing and wondering why and this is all part of the mystique that comes with the NFL football and and I for one I'm just I'm beside myself in large part because I made these predictions for these games and of the predictions that I made I made two good ones two bad ones but more importantly there were three of which I went with the spread and still lost so I think that aspect that dynamic of football cost me not a lot but it cost me some however for what i gathered from saturday's games and sunday's games uh it was a true tale of control if we can summarize what we saw in these four games the answer would be control how these teams manage to control the other team now we can think of control in such ways where offensively the control can be with the clock time management defensively we can see control within means on what they do on defense put pressure on the quarterback sit down and, and, and neutralize the running game and perhaps the passing game these things uh that are part of the nfl is also in large part the main definition of control because it's those dynamics it's it's those issues it's those aspects that allow a team to win it allows a team to at least put them in a position to win i guess there's no guarantee into how they win because from what we saw on saturday night's game where the weather was more of the control factor Uh, It really did come down to what Buffalo did to somehow win against the Baltimore Ravens. But before I go into that game, I want to just touch on some of the things that I saw in these games as a whole. And I want to start with teams that have devoted their time into controlling the game by running the ball. I don't know how often I stress the philosophies of football. Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it really doesn't matter to a lot of people because in most coaches' minds, they have the formulas to win, which I believe is BS, which I believe is bogus. It's just the fact that when you hire a coach, the concept to this day is that this coach has enough in his mind, in his playbook, to control the elements of football when they play their games. From week one to where they are in the postseason, this style does not change, okay? It's repetitious, it's consistent, and depending on how good you are, you could win a boatload of games. Look at Buffalo, look at Kansas City for the most part. They've won a lot of games. Green Bay this year has won a lot of games. Cleveland, for the most part, they lost today, but they've won a lot of games. 
And considering where Cleveland was a few years ago where they couldn't win one game in a season. One year, they didn't win any. And for this team to go as far as they did, to go to the division round against a Kansas City team that they should have defeated, it really does send the message. It paints the picture of how well they were controlled in order to win or perhaps move on to the next round. You saw what they did with Pittsburgh. They were able to control Pittsburgh's offense. They were able to control the the progression of Ben Roethlisberger and how well he threw the ball, which, I mean, it was still abysmal, but he did throw the ball 70 times or near 70 times. The point is how these teams control themselves, how they control themselves offensively and defensively makes all the difference in the world right now in the playoffs to win to advance. From what we saw with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, he didn't have the best game out there. I don't think he had a great game at all. I think Tom Brady played the way Tom Brady has been playing as of lately, as of over the last two or three seasons. How he played today was not any different from what he played or how he played in the postseasons prior to this one. And this is when he was obviously with New England. And it's interesting how people came up with the idea, with this uh, this premonition, that Brady does not lose three games in a row, or, or Brady does not lose three times to the same team, or Brady is not the type of person to have his team lose on the road, or whatever the case may be. I, I'm curious to know who comes up with the idea or this whole concept that if we just keep emphasizing what it is that Brady doesn't do, that we can somehow put him on a higher pedestal based off the work he's done in New England. He's no longer in New England. We're talking about Tom Brady now in Tampa Bay, but we can't get rid of, we can't lose, we can't let go of the past. We can't let go of what was a good thing. And so when Tom Brady plays Drew Brees and the Saints, the idea is he has to win because he's never lost to the same team three times in a season. Does that really matter? It was 13 all by halftime. Tampa Bay scored a field goal after struggling to move the ball through the air to score 13 points going into the second half of football. What won that game for Tampa Bay had less to do with Tom Brady and more to do with the defense that was able to put pressure on Drew Brees. God, God bless Drew Brees. He did the best that he could with the weapons that he had, with the strength he had left to try to go out there and win a game. This guy only threw the ball 134 yards, 134 yards yards you're talking about somebody's game declining right before our very eyes drew Brees is not the same quarterback he was a season ago two seasons ago five seasons ago because you see the decline in his game he's starting to lose control of what won him games so many times in the past and he couldn't do it today as much as he tried he still threw three interceptions 
We can blame Drew Brees for having a very bad day, or we can blame the Buccaneers for having an outstanding day on defense in the second half because they made the adjustments to control the time on the clock, to control possession, to control what was, at this point, the dynamic of winning this game. And then you look at the rushing yards, for, for Tampa Bay. This is what it's all about. We need to establish the run for Tom Brady to be effective. They didn't do it so much in Washington and it almost cost them the game. But we had to do this with the Saints because it was now or never. It was do or die or else we're going home. And we don't get a chance to go to the Super Bowl right there in Tampa. And so they were successful. They managed the game. They had 316 yards total to New Orleans 294, but what saved them were the turnovers. That's how you control the game. It helped that the rushing game gave them 127 yards, including a few yards from Tom Brady himself. But this is what this is what we're talking about now. This is where we are now in football. Where as much as we want to manage the game, it's also about controlling the game. For those that watched Green, um, excuse me, for those that watched Cleveland against Kansas City, at some point we saw the momentum shift from what Kansas City was doing in the first half of controlling the game to what Cleveland was doing in the second half controlling the game. But I got to say this, in contradiction to what I have to say about Cleveland, the control really came from what Baker Mayfield couldn't do. Baker Mayfield did not have a very effective first half. They only scored three points in the first half. They only ran the ball 18 yards in the first half. So whether we want to give Kansas City the praise for how well they played in um, the first half on defense and with Mahomes, throwing a total of 255 yards for the game. The truth of the matter is the Chiefs knew what to do to put pressure on Cleveland and Cleveland could not control what they could do, how they can handle the ball in the first half. They couldn't. They couldn't control it. They didn't look good at all. Nothing about Cleveland at that point was working for not even Baker Mayfield himself, in spite of the fact that he threw for 204 yards for the game. But what changed from what the Chief, from what the Browns did this game against the Chiefs, from what they did against the Steelers? You give up. The running game was absent. 18 total yards rushing in the first half. They didn't give the ball to Nick Chubb. They didn't give the ball to Kareem Hunt. And this is what's been working for this team all season long because they controlled the offense. It controlled what worked for them in these times when the defenses could not find a way to neutralize Baker Mayfield. They run the ball. And those defenses had to honor that offense because of how much they ran the ball. But Chubb only had 69 yards rushing. Cream Hunt only had 32 yards rushing with a touchdown. Baker Mayfield himself only had 11 yards rushing. At some point, that rushing game, although it was effective in the second half, came late. It was too short. 
They didn't have enough to win the game. They lost control of what worked for them. By that point, the defense could not even control what Kansas City could do in the fourth quarter with a Chad Henney out there relieving Patrick Mahomes due to a concussion. It's what was missing in that game that Kansas City was able to pick up on. And the defense lost control against a Chad Henney offense. When it came down to just getting the first down, they were able to do so. The fact that they couldn't put a body on Tyreek Hill to allow them a chance of getting the first down, they lost control. And because of that, they didn't win the game. It really does come down to how you control the team to win, how you control the clock, how you control the movement of the ball. People may say, well, you know what? It's it's all about X's and O's too. Yeah. But for what I saw this weekend, there were teams that were so big on one style of playing football and they lost it. I don't think Tampa Bay was any better than New Orleans. I don't think Buffalo was any better than the... Uh, I don't think Baltimore was any better than Buffalo. I don't think... I honestly don't think that Cleveland was any better than Tampa um, from Kansas City. It's the fact that for what, what job you have to do, for what job that you have, there has to be a method. There has to be a process that allows these teams an opportunity to control the flow of the game. And we don't know going into this game what changes from one game to the next or from one series to the next that before long you do not have that control because you want to change the style of play. You want to change the options. You want to change the flow where now you're passing more than you are rushing the ball. That does not work in this type of game at this late part of the season. This is the divisional rounds of the NFL and you don't want to run the ball anymore. We're going to go away from running and spend more time passing. This is to the advantage of your opposer. This is to the advantage of your opponent. Whether you're on the road, whether you're whether you're playing at home. New Orleans should have won that game. It was pretty much neck and neck, even though when you look at the uh, total yards, it was dead even, give or take maybe 15 yards. But they lost control. Breeze lost control. And, I, you know, I'll stress this all day and night, but it's amazing how great a team you are during the regular season. And then when it comes down to now, when it comes down to this one moment in time where we need you to win, for you to play your best game, you lose control. The Rams defense lost control. They lost control due to what Aaron Rodgers did first half, second half. The Rams' offense tried to keep things honest. They really did. The running game was almost there for L.A. Almost. Almost. I mean, for what we saw from Cam Akers, shout out to Cam Akers if you're listening, for what he did on offense, 18 carries, that's what you want. 
You're looking for somebody to carry the torch in a time where passing the game is in complete turmoil. For what you're expecting from Jared Goff, just is not getting it done. And he threw the ball nearly 30 times. I understand that. But 170 yards passing may not do in the playoffs. You know, for what Tom Brady did, I mean, he only threw for 199 yards in this game. But the running game gave them 127 yards on the field. See, a lot of, a lot of teams can't balance themselves out either. If you're going to lose control with one entity, you got to maintain control with the other. If you're going to lose control with passing the game, you got to be able to run. The reason why the Rams lost outside of what the Rams defense couldn't do is the fact that they couldn't be more effective when it came to running the ball. When you look at the total yards between Green Bay and L.A., Green Bay had the ball for almost 500 yards. Where the Rams almost had it for about 250 yards. They were in complete control of the game. Green Bay's defense had four sacks on Jared Goff. Four. Aaron Donald, Net Rams defense, had none. They had no control over that Green Bay offense. It's what hurts a lot of teams down the stretch based on what you could do one game that what you couldn't do the next. What you were successful at one game that you were unsuccessful at doing the next. And unfortunately, it comes down to what answers you can provide to make these changes in, 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 in halftime and even during the game where you can find that success on the road or you can find that success in the fourth quarter. Because for the most part, from what you saw in that Buffalo-Baltimore game, it was dead even at three at halftime. What made that difference was how the Bills' offense with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, managed to control, how they managed to control the football on offense. Because let's face it, I didn't see anything different from the defenses. I don't think anybody really put any pressure on Lamar Jackson anymore than they did Josh Allen. As a matter of fact, as far as total yards go, Baltimore still had more total yards than Buffalo did. But it's what Bills, the Bills defense did on defense that made all the difference in the world when it came to controlling the ball. At some point, the Bills' defense had an interception that went 104 yards for a touchdown. At some point, they became in full control of that game. They went up two touchdowns, and the Ravens had no answer. Lamar Jackson is concussed, and they could not find a way to maintain any type of control into the game. And this is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. I, I probably said control about 50 times. But if there's one thing that I know when it comes to football, it makes all the difference from winning and moving on and losing and going home. And for a number of these teams that I predicted to win, it did not come through. They did not come through. They did not succeed in large part because they lost the advantage and thus to control to be successful in spite of what they've done throughout the season. Who thought that Cleveland was going to beat Pittsburgh? I'm sure people in Cleveland right now are probably saying, come on, Commission. I know you wanted 
Cleveland to win, and, and you know, the the Browns should have been the ones that fit. yeah, Browns should have won today, in large part because they realized that that running game worked. And so when I think about the Browns, even when I'm thinking about the Ravens, these are teams I predict to win. But it's still the fact that if you don't have that success of controlling the ball, this is the outcome. Moving forward, the games that we have left involve Green Bay hosting Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game. Now, here we go again with Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship again. Second time in a row, he gets to play in the NFC Championship for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. If there's any issues, if there's a caveat anywhere in this, but Aaron Rodgers and that team, that Green Bay team, I would want to see what Aaron Rodgers does up against a Tampa Bay defense that might have found new life. Might. They might have found new life. I mean, the way they played against Drew Brees the second half was amazing. Can they emulate that when it's time to go to Tan- uh, when it's time to go to Green Bay? Who knows? Who knows? But this is the reason why we got Jordan Love in the first round last year because of what Aaron Rodgers couldn't do in the NFC Championship last year. Now, yes, they had to travel to San Fran last year. This is a little bit different. They're playing at home amongst their their fans right there in, in Lambeau Field. So who's to say what Aaron Rodgers is going to come out that tunnel? I know one thing's for certain. He's going to be a lot more confident with his team moving forward. He does have control of that offense. The running game is going to be sound with Aaron Jones. He had a great game against the Rams with 99 yards and a touchdown. He is going to have to maintain the control on the ground against that team. Devontae Adams and all the other guys, Hazard and and uh, Valdez, Scanling and, and, and Tanyan, those guys out there that catch the ball for this man, they're going to have to try to find a way to manage the passing game, the receiving game with their control of things. Now, I won't make any predictions tonight, but based off what I've seen for the last few weeks, when you're talking about Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And then you look at the game between Kansas City hosting Buffalo at a chance at the Super Bowl. I'm going to expect a lot from both teams. Actually, I'm sorry, all four teams. I'm going to expect a lot from these four teams. I'm going to expect a lot for one reason. In large part, because for what got you here, For what got you to the championship round is in large part based off what you felt worked for you for the last 18 weeks, 19 weeks of the season. And so we want to stay the course. We want to keep pace with what worked for us, because I can't think if these teams go into this championship round and start to struggle and try to do something different, that they will be able to control that flow of the game where they're able to possess the ball long enough to win. And so for what I'm looking from Aaron Rodgers, as much as I'm looking for from Tom Brady, it does come down to how they manage the ball. 
in large part and to what they may experience with that defensive front. Like I said, Green Bay's defense put up four sacks against L.A. Now, of course, they're not playing the Rams, but I'm expecting the Green Bay defense to emulate, replicate what they did against the Rams. And I guess the same could be said about the Bills. They didn't have any sacks against the Ravens. But I believe that Bills defense may be a notch better than what Kansas City's defense looks like. And if the Bills defense says anything about the way they've played for the last 15, 16, 17 weeks of football, they will find a way to control the flow of that game against Kansas City. So says the commission. I've been rambling for the last several minutes about control, but it makes all the difference in the world if you're playing championship football. And for those that have coached from peewee league to grade school to high school to college to even pros, we understand how imperative it is to have control of your team with a chance to succeed and advance to the highest stage in the sport. And I got to believe with these four teams, you can do so. It's a possibility, a very strong possibility that you can have that same type of reflection on a team based on how you coach and how you manage your team to win. How you protect the ball makes all the difference in the world. But the truth of the matter is this. The coach still has to be able to control his team. It makes a big difference. It makes a gigantic difference if it means a chance at the Super Bowl. I will give my predictions later on this week regarding the championship rounds in the NFC and AFC. I'll give my prediction. I'll try to do a better job because, I, you know, like I said, the commission lost a lot of money. Commission is baroque. I thought I was doing the right thing with a lot of these teams. They didn't cover the spread. Only one to cover was Tampa Bay. I mean, who would have thought that, right? I mean, not even Cleve, not even Kansas City covered the spread. It's amazing. But this is where we are in football. Things become unpredictable. This is why we love football for the same reason. So says the commission. I want to thank those that have been listening to this podcast to this point. I try to make it my best to do the best that I can so that others can enjoy. I want to thank those again that have been taking the time out to ask about my podcast. It means a lot to me. It really does. It shows that there is a audience out there that can reflect and actually respond and actually relate to what I have to say regarding the NFL. And I hope this carries over into the NBA because I'll be talking about that shortly. I'll be talking about that within the next few weeks as we get closer to the Super Bowl. So with that being said, I'm going to do this all again in a few days, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I am the Kamish, and this is the Kneel Down Podcast. want to say peace and love to everybody out there. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for everything. I'm out. Oh, thank you.